You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland, where the Indians are hosting the Boston Red Sox, the final home series of the regular season. Then it's out on the road for the Tribe next week to wrap up the 2018 regular season with Chicago and Kansas City. And then it is on to the postseason for the Tribe. They will open play Friday October the 5th, most likely against the Houston Astros, but still a possibility that it could be the Oakland Athletics by the time it's all said and done. So anyway, a lot of uh, good baseball this weekend with two division champions going at it here at the tail end of the season, the Indians and the Red Sox. And we'll get right to our week in review for the Tribe as they wrapped up the division last weekend. Monday was an off day, and then Tuesday they took on the White Sox here at Progressive Field. Corey Kluber against Carlos Rodon. Good pitching matchup on Tuesday night, and the Indians got the scoring started in the second inning thanks to Melky Cabrera. And Cabrera banging it inside the bag at third, down the left field line, headed for the corner. Donaldson's on his way to third. He's being waved home. Into second with a double is Cabrera. one nothing try. So Josh Donaldson had to score from first on a double into the left field corner by Melky Cabrera and the Indians have a one nothing lead and Melky Cabrera has his 14th double and 35th run batted in and that'll test that calf muscle of Josh Donaldson one nothing Indians and in the top half of the fifth Corey Kluber with another milestone strikeout now the 0-2 to Lamar swing and a miss strike three got him with that wicked breaking pitch Sharp break right at the end. Strikeout number six for Kluber. And that is number 200 on the season for Kluber. My goodness, the beat goes on for Corey Kluber. Fifth season in his career, and it's consecutive for Corey Kluber to record at least 200 strikeouts. In the bottom half of the fifth inning, Jason Kipnis got into one. Rodon right back with a 3-1 pitch. Fastball swung on, lifted high and deep to right. It's way back there, and it is a home run! Jason Kipnis. Drive in front, 3-0. Home run number 16 for Kipnis. And then still in the fifth, Yandy Diaz extended the lead for the Tribe. Now the 1-2. 
Swung on line, base hit in the right center for Diaz. This will score two. Lindor's across. Right behind him is Ramirez. It's a two-run single for Yandy Diaz. And the Indians now lead it 5-0. Kluber going for win number 19 was outstanding for eight innings. And then in the ninth, it was Andrew Miller on to try and close it out. The set and pitch, a swing and a chopper to third. Donaldson gloves, sets, throws, ball game. And the Indians get win number 84. But more importantly, Corey Kluber, for the first time in his career, is a 19-game winner. And he'll get two more shots to win number 20. So a 5-3 win for the Tribe on Tuesday night. Then Wednesday, one of the more dramatic endings of the season here at the ballpark. It was a pitching matchup between Carlos Carrasco and Dylan Covey. They both put up zeros until the sixth inning. That's when the White Sox broke through with a solo home run by Daniel Palka to go up one nothing. Then in the seventh, Carrasco still dealing, and he got a little help from new Tribe third baseman Josh Donaldson. The pitch swung on, smashed to third, diving toward the line. Up with it is Donaldson. Got him with a good, strong throw. Holy cow is Josh Donaldson picking it at third tonight. Diving stop deep at third at the line. And then that bullet throw to first as he got back to his feet. So that set the stage for the Indians looking for some walk-off magic. And here's Hammy with the call of the bottom of the ninth. And the one thing the Indians haven't done much of this year is have walk-off wins. They only have four. The last one was August 9th. In fact, they had back-to-back walk-off wins against Minnesota on August 8th and 9th. The other walk-off wins, one in May, one in April. Now they're down one nothing. Bottom of the ninth, Josh Donaldson, the batter. Just incredible pitching tonight on both sides. The home run to center field by Daniel Polka in the sixth inning, the difference in the game. Now the 2-1 pitch. Swung on a little dribbler down the third base line. Manaya barehand grab. Throw to first in the dirt. Nice pick by Davidson, but Donaldson is ruled safe. We'll see if it's challenged. Well, Josh Donaldson has certainly had those calves tested. He scored last night from first on a double. And hustling down the line, a swinging bunt single. Yandy Diaz had three homers in Columbus. He only has one with the Indians, but a strong right-handed hitter. One-nothing Chicago, ninth inning. Nobody out, Davis at first. Now the set and pitch. It swung on, bounce towards short base, hit into left field. Davis stops at second. Davis bluffed like he was going to second. But he stopped. However, the shortstop, Tim Anderson, broke for a second. And Yandy Diaz bounced it right where the shortstop would have been. Jan Gomes, one for three with a double. Ian Hamilton works third base side of the rubber. The right-hander will work out of the stretch, obviously. He checks the runner at second, Davis. And the pitch. And he drills Gomes on the back. At 98 miles an hour, so Jan Gomes is aboard. And the bases are loaded. Yikes. Well, 
when you've got young kids, they've never been in Major League safe situations before. You can imagine the nerves that they're dealing with. That's only natural. Here's Jason Kipnis. Boy, he can be a hero. Kipnis a chance to win it here. The Indians have loaded the bases. There is nobody out, and there will be a conference on the mound. They want to make sure the young man has settled down. Jason Kipnis trying to get his first walk-off hit of the year. The Indians have only had four walk-off wins. Rajay Davis, the tying run at third. Greg Allen, he's the winning run. And Jan Gomes, he's at first. One down in the ninth inning, and Jason Kipnis has struck out, tapped to the mound, and walked. White Sox will play the infield. Middle infielders are double play depth. Davidson plays deep at first. Sanchez in on the grass at third. The right-hander comes set, and his first offering to Jason Kipnis. High heat, ball one. Kit can light up the radar gun, but can he throw strikes now when it counts? 18,000 plus on their feet at the corner of Carnegie in Ontario. Here's the set. The pitch to Kipnis. A swing and a miss. He threw him a changeup. How about that? The one pitch he rarely throws. It's 89 miles an hour, but when you're throwing 97, 98, that took some guts. Holy cow. One and one to count. One out, bases loaded, drive down one nothing in the ninth. The set and the next delivery. Swung on, popped up foul, back and out of play. And Hamilton has Kipnis in the hole, a ball and two strikes. Indians seeing this kid for the first time. And now Kipnis down in the count one and two. This is loaded one out bottom of the ninth one nothing Chicago. Ian Hamilton. He's ready hands held out chest high. Drops him to the belt fires and he just missed wide. And the count two and two. Now this is what it's all about for the White Sox. Some of these youngsters that they hope to be integral parts of their future it's baptism by fire now here in September the 2-2 delivery to Kipnis down and in he almost hit him and the count is full one more bad one and we've got a tie game Hamilton goes to the rosin bag tosses it to the back end of the mound Does a little jersey stretch. Now with the baseball in his right hand behind his back, peers in for the sign from Smith. Bases loaded, one out, tried down, one nothing in the ninth. The payoff pitch to Jason Kipnis. Here it comes. Swung in and blasted to deep right, away back, goal! How about that? A 
for Jason Kipnis. it comes and uh, the Indians win it four to one on Wednesday night over the White Sox on Jason Kipnis's walk-off grand slam Thursday a loss to the White Sox in 11 innings five to four and then on Friday night the Red Sox came to town fresh off of clinching their division title the American League East and they beat the tribe on Friday night seven to five stay tuned when we come back we will hear from Indians center fielder Jason Kipnis he's had it an interesting week and an exciting week, to say the least. That's coming your way shortly as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, I got the brush off again. I don't get it. Is there something wrong with the way I wave? Elbow wrist, elbow wrist. Why won't that little basset hound acknowledge me? I'm friendly. I give everyone peace of mind when I protect their homes through Progressive. He should be jumping for joy when I walk by. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe it's me. No, it's him. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. The Tribe and Red Sox meeting this weekend. And earlier this week, the White Sox in town and one of the more dramatic moments of the season took place Wednesday night as Jason Kipnis hit a grand slam to walk it off for the Tribe in a 4-1 to win. And it was also base hit number 1,000 in the outstanding career for Kipnis. We had a chance to catch up with him the following day on our Indians warm-up show. And he talked about the walk-off grand slam Wednesday night. And if it was uh, about as pure a swing as you can have in that situation. I think so. It was just one of those ones where the, the longer the at-bat went on, the more locked in I got and was able to wait him out. And he left a pitch because one of his change-ups out over the plate. And um, fortunate enough, because he, he threw pretty hard, I was able to maintain my balance throughout the at-bat and uh, be in a good position and ready position to hit one like that. Full count pitch with the bases loaded. Uh, it should be in your favor in, in terms of him having to come into you or risk tying up the ball game. But is it still difficult to maintain that, that good, compact, solid swing sometimes and not get over-anxious? The swing shouldn't change too much, but the pitch selection might change because there's, there's times where you you got to fight the thought that I need to be the hero to get the hit and do all that, and you might chase a pitch outside the zone. But if you the swing should be staying the same, and you've been in that position before. Even as, as a kid, you're in your backyard. That's the bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, 3-2 count. That's just exactly what you always want and plan for and hope for and have it come to a real moment. And uh, that's just a, It was a crazy series of events. And it's career base hit number 1,000, so a milestone base hit. And you knew that going into the at-bat, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I thought, I remember, obviously, my first hit ever was a walk-off. I remember my 100th home run was a inside the parker. So it was just like this little idea that were like, weird things were going to happen and good, great. Like, weird isn't good. And uh, on 999 with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth, and I'm like, this is it. I'm definitely getting a hit. And I started to believe it, and it came true. 
And I know we talked about it after the, the 100th home run, what that meant to you and what it means to you. And, and you kind of talked about it. It represents an era mm -hmm. of Indians baseball. And I, I would imagine this does that and maybe even more so. I think so, even more so. I, I was as happy and as thrilled as I am to get 100. You're, I'm not exactly a home run hitter, so there's a lot of guys who will probably surpass 100. And, and, but 1,000 hits is, is means you've been doing it for a while. You don't, you don't stumble upon 1,000 hits. And very uh, honored and privileged to be able to do it all for the Indians organization and have had a blast every step of the way. The great moment comes as a center fielder, and uh, a lot has been made of that uh, this last month. You're, you're trying to do the best you can out there, and it seems like it's going pretty well so far. And your mindset about the whole thing, I think you've been pretty consistent from day one when, when it was mentioned that you'd be moving out there. And uh, how satisfying is it to be able to, to put up the numbers continuously here this month and still get some good things done out there and help the team? That's all I'm trying to do. My mindset out there is to compete every night. Not everything is going to go my way. Not every route is going to be perfect, but to make sure that I'm an athlete and a baseball player first and to be competitive and work my tail off is, is all I, I can do and all I can ask for. They're not saying you have to go out and be a gold glover and throw every guy out at every base. They're saying you have to make the outset you can make, get the ball in, hold runners to each base, and just do what you can. And I, I think so far it's going well. And oh, by the way, you're, you're swinging the bat well for a month now, over 300 of the power coming back. We talked about it when you made those adjustments in Kansas City, and that was early on in the process, but it seems like it's borne out what you did to keep that going and you feel like you're in as good a place as you've been in a while hitting wise a little bit and there's even another uh adjustment that's been made and that's what this game is it's constant adjustments one after the other to stay ahead of the curve and i do think i'm in a good place but said you find something that works and you try to ride it out as long as you can and until it stops working and you, then you find the next thing and i think we're right now making the right adjustments and we're seeing what's going on with my swing a little bit better than we did before and it's exactly what I wanted. I wanted it just to be gaining momentum and having good feeling in my swing and confidence in my swing going into October. Well, it culminated in a great moment last night, that's for sure. And uh, Kip, thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. A lot of ground covered with Jason Kipnis earlier this week, and uh, he will be a key for this ball club down the stretch here and then on into the postseason. Stay tuned. When we come back, we will visit with Josh Donaldson, the newest Cleveland Indian, and another big key to the postseason hopes as Tribe Talk continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Strap yourselves in, folks. We're going to be here a while. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. It's Tribe Talk. And great to have you with us this weekend. We just talk baseball on the radio here with the regular season winding down the Indians and Red Sox meeting this weekend then a seven game road swing for the tribe to close it out and then it's on to postseason play starting Friday October the 5th well Josh Donaldson figures to be a big key for the Indians they acquired him just prior to the deadline to make him postseason eligible. Hit another home run on Friday night, his second in a Tribe uniform. We caught up with him earlier this week, and Donaldson says he's still getting used to his new team, but from a baseball standpoint, he likes the progress he has made in a very short time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I feel pretty good where my body's at right now, so that's always uh, number one. Baseball-wise, I feel pretty good. I mean, uh, defensively, I felt pretty sharp you know taking some pretty good swings since I've been back I haven't had a lot of uh, success with that yet but I feel like that's coming I feel like my bats have been pretty pretty good so far there was one day during our day game I wasn't seeing the ball particularly well but besides that one day I felt pretty good 
And then obviously we can look at statistics and, and say, hey, it, it's happening this way or that yeah, way. Yeah. What's the indicator to you when, when you know that you'll be where you want to be? Yeah, I mean, just recognizing pitches, not swinging at any pitches out of the zone. You know, last night I was able to get a couple walks. Normally when I'm walking, last that bat hit a ball on the screws and right at somebody's. You know, just the quality of the bats that I'm having throughout the entire game. And obviously the more of those that I can have, uh, the better. What it boils down to is I think what you'll see when I'm hitting, guys aren't just going to steadily throw me one pitch. They're going to mix pitches, probably throw some sequences in there that they probably normally wouldn't do. And so for me, pitch, pitch recognition is huge. And um, I feel so far that it's, it's ahead of where I thought it would be. And I feel like it's going to continue to get better. And when you look at this season, it's, it's probably been different than any major league season you've had. The, the challenge of trying to play well after you've missed time. And is it harder mentally or physically from that standpoint? No, I mean, I think uh, I expect a lot out of myself anyhow. So I think pressure is just what you allow to distract you from what you're trying to accomplish. I feel like I've, I do a pretty good job of staying focused on what I need to do in order to be ready and uh, in order for what it takes to play at a high level no matter where you're at. Josh Donaldson joining us, Indians third baseman. It's uh, been a couple of weeks now, and uh, do you feel like you're, you're knowing your way around the ballpark and, and getting to know your teammates, things like that? Yeah. Um, you know, it was a little, obviously it's different being on this side, uh, but I've been able to get acclimated. Everybody's been, you know, extremely welcoming and trying to do their best to help me out as much as possible. Uh, so, you know, as far as coming into a new, you know, into a new team, and I feel like I've been able to adjust to that pretty seamlessly. You know, I'm looking forward to just helping this team win. You came from a team that had some really good years. You celebrated some regular season titles and, and some success in the postseason. The, the other day, when the Indians clinched, was was it different because you just got here, and, and was it an, kind of an odd situation for you, or was it okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is different. I think this is going to be my it's going to be my sixth year in the postseason now. Uh, so this was by far the I would say unique, yeah. uh, just for the fact that most of the teams that I've went to the postseason with I've had a direct impact on that and to really play in one or two games before clinching and it is different but the big reason they brought me in here wasn't for the division title which they obviously pretty much had wrapped up without me here but it's to have some success in the playoffs and uh, hopefully I can help contribute to that and I feel like that would probably help me feel a little bit better about the situation. And you mentioned playing for some really good teams and postseason appearances. Uh, in your short time here, what do you like about this team and, and that gives you confidence that this team can make a real good run? You know, I like the mixture of the the, the, the group that's here. I like that how you have some younger guys here and you have some veteran guys here as well. And I like the how our lineup is able to kind of, you know, when you have Hosey and, and um, you know, Francisco, you, you have when you can have those two guys switch hit at any time and those are, you know, your front of the water guys that can also run that gives you that extra dynamic to your lineup it's something we really didn't have when I was in Toronto it was really the, the speed factor and then you have the run producers in the middle you know you have some guys at the end that are, are some really tough at bats and you know that can do some damage as well but to even further that point I, what I like about it is you're not having to do matchups the entire time you do have your guys that can switch hit, but you also have your guys like Michael Brantley, Kipnis, that can go in there and hit left-handed pitching. You know, you have myself and Eddie that, you know, fare well against righties as well. 
And so you're not having to fluctuate that. So the lineup is somewhat stable. Fun to be back with Edwin again and, and near him in the lineup? Yeah, I mean, Eddie is uh, always uh, has been a friend of mine. And, you know, we definitely had some good, good memories in the past. And, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, making some hopefully even better memories to, you know, hopefully getting some hardware at the end. Yeah, it should be fun. Josh, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Josh Donaldson, who seems to be getting more and more comfortable with each passing day here as he missed significant time this season, but starting to look sharp here down the stretch. We also had a chance to visit earlier this week with Indians catcher Eric Haas, who had a milestone moment. His first major league base hit came Sunday afternoon, and we talked to him about that and what a special day it was with family and friends on hand here at Progressive Field to cheer him on. Yeah, for sure. You know, nice to get that first one out of the way and to have my in-laws in town uh, even better. And it's the Tigers. Uh, explain how that fits into play and, and your relationship with them as a kid growing up as a baseball fan. Yeah, I grew up a Tigers fan, you know, living 15, 20 minutes outside of Detroit. Always been a Tigers fan growing up. And uh, I really didn't realize, um, you know, it was against the Tigers uh, up until, you know, after the game. It just kind of happened so fast. And then, you know, to do it against the childhood team was pretty cool. When you look at, at being up here in September, you had a good season at Triple A. It's the first time, though, you've been called to the major leagues. Are you in a position where you can say, you know, I kind of felt it coming, or is it still a big surprise for you when you got the call? Um, it's kind of a mix of both. You know, um, coming into the spring training, I was already on the roster, so that, that helps my chances a lot. You know, they don't have to move around or clear any spots for me there. Um, but, you know, I never take anything for granted. Um, you know, September 1st was right around the corner, and, and you know, Trem called me into his office, and, uh, Carter and James were there as well. So uh, once I kind of got in there, I, I kind of I was expecting it at that point. You know, it's kind of got a little butterflies and whatnot. And then once they told me, just kind of a, a sigh of relief at that point. You know, it's uh, I think it just gets lost sometimes. You know, just working, 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 and you know, finally get that call. It's awesome. And who knows how much playing time you'll get while you're up here? But what are the benefits of being up here in this environment for a, a team that has won a division and is preparing for the postseason? Yeah, I mean, Tito told me right from the beginning uh, he doesn't know how much I'm going to play, so I don't want to say that the playing time kind of goes on the back burner, but definitely worrying about the playing time goes on the back burner. Just being up here, um, you know, going through the days, learning as much as I can, watching the games, uh, being in the clubhouse with these guys, you know, it's uh, you know it's the top level for a reason, you know, in every aspect of the game. So um, the games have been going pretty smooth, just trying to, you know, soak in all I can. Eric Haas joining us. Indians catcher who is up in the major leagues for the first time and your offensive numbers speak for themselves but it's been noted that you've made some really nice progress defensively and, and become a, a real solid defensive catcher and it seems like that's valued very much at this level in this organization do you feel that when when you're coming up as a catcher in the minor leagues yeah definitely um, I think that's one thing that was instilled in me very young you know, I take a lot of pride in uh, my defensive work so for it to be paying off and people to be you know having those compliments nice things to say about me I, I take a lot of pride in that and it's interesting in that, that we we're talking before you've been fortunate each almost every step on that minor league ladder you've had some good instruction who are some of those who helped you as far back as early in your career yeah pretty much as far back as I can remember I've always had you know a catching guy as either my manager, hitting coach, you know, all the way up from my first year in Lake County, I had Scooter Tucker, you know, former Indians catcher, as my manager, um, right on up the line, uh, David Wallace, you know, former catcher, uh, Amir Santos, Luke Carlin, Larry Day, 
you know, Chris Tremme, just all those guys have, you know, caught at the at the pretty much the major league level, all of them, and um, the have them as a resource has been awesome and then obviously sandy you know full-time here is just another great resource to have and you see him in spring training and and was it this spring or a recent spring that made just a slight adjustment that really helped yeah definitely just a little bit uh little adjustment with my throwing and i really saw that pay dividends over the course of the year not just uh i don't feel like it you know, made my arm any stronger or whatnot but i think it put me in a better positions where i could just throw a little bit more consistently all right, Derek. Well, congratulations on that first major league hit. Thanks a lot for coming by. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. That's Eric Haas, Indians catcher, who had a strong season at AAA Columbus and now with the big club for the month of September. Stay tuned. More to come as we conclude with Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, the ghost is back. This house is protected through Progressive, but that doesn't mean it's not haunted. How else would you explain that radiator-like clanking sound? Or the moon-colored light in the hallway that's gone by morning? Maybe he never bundled home an auto, and he's doomed to suffer an eternity without the savings. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home an auto through Progressive. <gasps> what was that wind-like sound? Oh, right, the wind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment. Jim Rosenhouse with you on this weekend edition of Tribe Talk. Always great to have you along. And, well, last weekend on Saturday, the Indians were able to celebrate another division title, their 10th American League Central Division crown, third straight for this ball club. And certainly not a surprise they were favored heavily coming out of spring training and into the regular season to win the division. And they did not disappoint this year and wrapped it up with two weeks remaining in the schedule. So it was a fun time down in the Indians clubhouse on Saturday after their win over the Tigers that clinched the division. And let's pick up some of the flavor of the celebration for the Tribe following their 10th American League Central crown. Mike Chernoff, Indians general manager, has joined us down here. Uh, Mike, you have the, sa the sandals, the shower shoes, shorts. Very good preparation on your part. This team prides itself on preparation. You're right there. That's exactly right. This is all about preparation. We know how to prepare for this, ideally. And you mentioned that, and, and sometimes you hear about teams that have windows and things like that. This window seems to be staying open for a substantial amount of time, especially for the market size that the Indians are in. How have you managed to do that? Well, I think, you know, it starts with the core group of guys that we have here, and you just, you've seen this group come together, really starting in 2016. The way... Oh, it's cold. <laughs> the way these guys have come together has just been tremendous. Uh, we've had a very consistent core group. We've obviously tried to add and complement the team in the ways that we could, but this team has come together over the years, and it's been fun to watch them do that. And your young players, uh, the, the young major leaguers, and I think we can still say that about Frankie Lindor, Jose Ramirez, uh, have been such a big part of it. When you look at, at that part of it, how excited are you that this window can stay open for a little while longer? Well, that's right. I mean, we try not to look at windows. We try to look at just building the best team that we can for the, for the short and long term. And I think we feel really optimistic about what we have on the field right now. We're enjoying that. We're obviously seeing the success of that, but also about the future and that group of guys just continuing to build and grow together. Woo! That's cold. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> Terry Francona talked about the, the importance the importance of celebrating and doing this uh, guys just having a great time down here there's stuff flying all over the place uh, how important is that especially 
hurts when you clinch the division after the long season. I mean, it is a grind. You know, you don't, you often don't think about it as a fan, but when you're when you're affiliated with a team, it is every day from day one of spring training, February 15th or so, through the end of the season and into October. These guys are grinding it out. It is important to step back at a moment like this, enjoy it. Obviously, these guys are determined to take the next steps, but to at least step back for a day and enjoy it uh, and, and think about the grind that they've been through for the whole year. Mike Chernoff, thanks so much. Congratulations. Thanks, Rosie. You too. Tribe General Manager Mike Chernoff, and uh, we're hoping to get Michael Brantley here shortly. He's going to – we have some photo opportunities down here, believe it or not. How guys are – taking photos with phones uh, all right we're, we're gonna change it up on the fly Michael Brantley will stand by Indians owner Paul Dolan holy mackerel Paul you got in the wrong place at the wrong time or maybe it's the right place is it the right place it's definitely the right place to be I'm not sure I'm dressed appropriately uh, for it and I'm not I know I'm not dressed for my next thing tonight <laughs> Did you bring a change of clothes at least? I did not. <laughs> I, I thought I might escape this one, but I, I didn't, and I, and, and I shouldn't. This is a, we can't take these things for granted. These are extraordinary accomplishments, and we're very, very pleased that we've won this division title, and we're looking forward to for, for a little bit more. Everyone is special. What makes this one special in your mind from the what you remember about the season gone by? Well, I'm, I, this, one, this one is one that, you know, our guys owned it from the beginning, and uh, they, they carried it through all the way, and I think they positioned themselves very, very well for the postseason. When you look at, at the special players in here, you, you've gotten to know them now over time. This isn't just a team that guys are showing up. Right. I mean, you know, compared to 16 where we hadn't been there in a while and there are a lot of guys doing it for the first time now, now we have a roster laden with guys who've been there, done it, they've known success, and they've known other things, and they're, they're ready to go. Paul, thanks so much. Congratulations. I'm glad to be here. Indians owner Paul Dolan, who is soaked to the bone. He was in the, the wrong place at the wrong time or maybe the right place at the right time. As uh, he, If he has somewhere else to go, it's, it's not going to be good. And the celebration continuing. We're joined by Michael Brantley. Michael, the team has won this three straight years. This is the first one, though, where you've been able to play in the game and enjoy it to its fullest. Uh, this must be a special day for you, I would think. Yeah, it's a very special day. Um, all the hard work that, you know, this group has put in and I've been able to join throughout the entire season and just enjoy this moment with this great group of guys. Uh, it's well-deserved by everybody in this locker room, this organization, and, uh, you know, I'm glad to be a part of it. And what makes this team special in your mind, having been out there almost every day this season, seeing what they can do, uh, what does make, make this team special to, to try and take that next step now? Yeah, the way that we compete every day. We, we come to the ballpark with a positive attitude. There's always, you know, momentum going. There's always excitement going every day. I think that's very important for a long season to have those guys that, you know, are ready to go every day and that want to compete every day with you and, you know, go, go out there and just have fun. Uh, it's been a great ride, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Michael Brantley, thanks so much. Congratulations. Thank you, Rose. And now they, they have it going. They're crushing somebody in the, the middle of the pile in there. I'm not sure if it's one of the coaches who went in there or Francisco Lindor maybe who's in the middle of that mess. Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, apparently <laughs> he was the first one that just got absolutely crushed by endless bottles of champagne and beer and everything else that's going on in the clubhouse here. And uh, now we're joined by Tribe closer Cody Allen and uh, Cody another veteran of this but when you first got here, it, it wasn't rolling as good as it is now. Uh, three years in a row, the consistency there, obviously, 
as he gets doused by Dan Otero. But uh, what does that say about this ball club, especially the players who have been here during the time that you've been here? You know, it, it speaks a lot to the group here, not only the players but the staff and, and just how everything's kind of developed from, you know, a group of guys that came in and established a culture and then everybody else that came in along the way just really, I mean, just allowed us to step our game up. Guys like Andrew Miller, um, Edwin Encarnacion, uh, then, you know, obviously you get guys like Frankie Lindor and Jose Ramirez that come along and just carry you. Uh, but, I, I mean, we, we came in. Uh, there's a group of us that came up together in 2012, 2013, won that wild card in 2013, got a taste of it. Took some lumps for a couple years, but then uh, we're able to, to kind of put it together the last few years, and uh, we've had some really, really good teams, and, and uh, we've been very, very fortunate to have guys healthy and retain a very good ball club, and now we're just looking forward to – to finishing out the regular season and getting to October baseball. Well, Cody, congratulations, a great year. Keep it rolling, man, there's still some work to do. Thank you very much. That's a little bit of the flavor of the Indians clubhouse celebrating their Central Division title, their third straight, and uh, that sets them up for postseason play now, starting on October the 5th. That's gonna do it for Tribe Talk this week. Great to have you with us. We will join you next weekend when the team is uh, playing its final series of the season in Kansas City against the Royals. Thanks, as always, to Brian Matze for putting together this week's show. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.